Welcome back to the Geek-Centric Podcast, and welcome to our quick-fire review for Masters of the Universe Revelation Part 2. That's right, geeks. I have the power! As we head back to Eternia to share our spoiler-free thoughts on the continuation of Netflix's Master of the Universe Revelation Part 2. A huge, huge thanks to Netflix Canada for giving us early access to review this ahead of its November 23rd release. Uh, joining me today, as always, we have my lovely co-hosts, the men of arms, Nate Shelton and Kevin Hudson. How are you, boys? Well, we definitely have arms, that's for sure. <laughs> and we're definitely men. Yeah, okay, okay, I'll go with that. <laughs> you, you nailed it, you nailed it. So uh, I would love to just jump right into discussing this series with you guys because this was a journey. This was quite the journey after part yeah. one. And as mentioned, this is part two of a two-part series uh, with part one releasing this past summer on Netflix. And the show is a new story created by Kevin Smith, who also served as story editor, editor and producer of the series. And it has a stacked, stacked voice cast. We got Chris Wood, Lena Hetty, Harley Quinn Smith, Sarah Michelle Geller, Mark Hamill, Tiffany Smith, Liam Cunningham, and Alicia Silverstone. Like, I just, I could not believe that she was in this. <laughs> right. <laughs> and voice actor alum, Kevin Connery, uh, Stephen Root, and, and a whole bunch of other people that made cameos uh, throughout part one and part two. So as mentioned, this is going to be spoiler free as to not expose any details about the events that happen in part two. However, we will be talking about part one with spoilers. So if you haven't watched part one, You'll probably want to do that first. So with that in mind, I think it's best to probably talk about this part two in relation to part one as a conclusion. Did it work for you guys? Were there missed opportunities? Let's discuss. Uh, I mean, I think after the first half, I, I for the most part, I was kind of underwhelmed. And then this big event that really has never happened in the Masters of the Universe universe, if you will, uh, takes place. And... And it ends with Skeletor getting the sword and 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 morphing into this super shredder version of himself. And yeah, I went pretty awesome. <laughs> oh, this is pretty cool. I'm actually excited to see what happens. And and so this second half sort of built upon the the excitement that I had there. And I just thought it was such an improvement over the first half. I thought so much of what I didn't like, a lot of the really cheesy, campy characters or dialogue weren't present here and I just enjoyed this part of the story that much more I thought it was bigger better louder better action more fighting cooler characters and so I just really just found myself a lot more engrossed in the second half than I did the first mm. Nate how about yourself uh yeah I mean I think overall you know if you enjoyed the first half of this this show you're you're gonna love the second half um I don't think that there's any chance that you'll come out of this uh, sort of feeling underwhelmed by any means. I, I think for me, I, I it, it didn't it didn't hit the exact highs of the of the first half for me. Only based off of kind of the um, I guess the, the the structure of the the second half and in terms of sort of how fast and loose they sort of play with some of the the rules that I really felt they were establishing in part one. 
uh, really well. Again, for a series or, or for a you know a kind of a um, a show that the lore is very much you know these are toys and it's just meant to be silly and 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 not really be. Uh, that serious, I, it felt like it was starting to sort of gain that ground, and then it, it sort of lost me on that a little bit throughout this uh, this second part, and that was that was a bit disappointing for me. But dude, like, I, no matter what, you're gonna get the giggles. Like, I was t- I was messaging you, Justin. I'm like, I'm giggling up and down this show because there are just moments that are, if you're just a fan of animation, if you're a fan of cartoons in general. This is some of the best stuff you've ever seen in animation. And specifically, there's a sequence uh, right at the end that is just mind-blowing. Mind-blowingly well done. And, uh, and I mean, for, for that, that one sequence alone brought my score way up. Um, but yeah, man, it was, uh, it, it was a, it's a really good time for sure. Yeah, no, I, I think that part two definitely did a great job of wrapping up what was uh, part one. And I think, yeah, I might have been a little underwhelming leading up to the end of of part one, but I feel like what they really did establish, and I, and I only really got that after watching part two, part two concludes a lot of the, the arcs for the characters that were established in part one. Um, also opening the door for more stories to be told. I think it does such a great job. You know, Kevin Smith and, and the entire team did a fantastic job with this uh, entire series, keeping the lore intact while also finding new directions to to take the story and its characters. So I, I think that it does a really good job of reintroducing Masters of the Universe to uh, what I think is the next generation of, of what it what it'll be. Um, I was never a huge Master of the Universe fan. I, I appreciated it and, and understood its importance in pop culture and was obviously aware of it. Um, but, you know, you think about the cartoon and it does center around He-Man as very much right the the side characters aren't necessarily they're there but they don't necessarily get their time to shine i think one of the biggest criticisms fans had about the part one i think is how how much it doesn't focus on on he-man and it kind of deviates away from that um which i think is is actually its strength i think that that's that's what it does really really well and i think it's safe to say part two is continues that um and i really enjoyed the intention of the series to try to build the universe side right like that universe concept and, and focus on the characters outside of he-man i uh, gave more depth to the universe and, and i think a, a revelation if you will to to the future of uh, masters of the universe right so no i think that's so important i think the fact that they have assembled this group of characters that that sort of broaden the the scope of of the story and and I think focusing on He-Man and just making it just about him would be so boring and simple and right. one-dimensional and it would get so repetitive after right. a while. I think the fact that the He-Man character is challenged so much and needs these other people to sort of not just help him fight the battle but to help him sort of find his true calling and his yes. true destiny. That yes. that works to make the He-Man character so much more interesting than I think the cartoon before the the, the original ever did. And Je- Justin, like, you know, to your point, I think, uh, yeah, I, I think part one for me, focusing on those, those additional characters uh, and sort of staying away from He-Man was one of the things that I actually was surprised by and, and, and delightfully surprised by. And I think this, you know, this part two does a good job of still balancing bringing mm. him back in bringing in more skeletor which by the way more of mark hamill's skeletor is 
fantastic all day uh, he every did, day he yeah. did he did such a good job keeping the character uh you know still somewhat serious but still you know saying boob and all this stuff like that like it's still yeah. the classic skeletor that you love um but in obviously in an updated way and so yeah man i i think it it, it did a really good job of of balancing those things again growing up uh not really watching any of yeah. the the he-man stuff for me it wasn't something that i was like really sorely missing but it's it's nice to see it back for those who really really wanted more he-man in their uh in their masters of the universe yeah i could i couldn't agree more i, I loved the adventures in part one with with evil lynn and tila and and just seeing you know the history of, of man at arms it, it, they just did such a good job of rounding out those characters that are really if you think about it are iconically remembered as toys more so than the figure the people that they are in the series it's not just about he-man it's about the world of masters of the universe and this has the sensibility of of kevin smith who is got a, a background in in comic book writing that helps to build out that world so much more so fantastic job i think and I know we keep bringing it up, uh, you know, in terms of some of the more recent reviews that we've talked about. But, you know, Ghostbusters Afterlife had the same thing. It's the it's the Force Awakens effect, right? It's the idea that we're still going to be able to enjoy these classic characters for the people that grew, did grow up with them. But then for people who didn't and want to sort of get a sense of them, but also sort of expound upon that universe and see more. These additional characters are going to be what allows us to do that. And it's it's great that they didn't just sort of toss them aside the moment that Skeletor and He-Man came back in the picture. Um, so I thought that, again, that was such a good strength with, with this uh, part two. But I, I do just want to, you know, say again, the rich characters are why you show up. Yeah. And I guess as far as your understanding of the lore or the rules or the the sort of the sensibility that at least I found they were trying to bring into part one, you can kind of just toss that aside. And, you know, if you turn off your brain, I think you'll enjoy it quite a bit more in the sense of like, you don't have to think about those rules uh, as much. And that's something that I kind of learned throughout it. Again, I would have appreciated them to sort of double down on that and 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 stick to that but I, like i get it at the same time i i totally understand because again the last few sequences in this part two just make it all better and make it all worthwhile for you to say this is just some awesome fun you know cartoon to watch over your uh over you know over your lucky charms i really don't think that a, a, a cartoon reboot of a cartoon show from the 80s based on a toy line ever requires too much thinking it's never going to challenge you in terms of thinking about life based on the mm -hmm. art that you're witnessing, right? It is a silly, fun, campy show about over-muscled people fighting with swords and stuff like that. And so I think any attempt in the first season to make it, or the first part of this, to make it anything more than that fell flat for me because the the writing and the, 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 the storytelling just wasn't good enough to, to justify that. Whereas in this half, they're just like, whatever, man, we're just having fun with these big larger-than-life characters in a larger-than-life world. And, and that's why I think part two just works. It just goes to the basics and has fun with it. Yeah. As you're saying, Kevin, it, it totally makes sense to translate it, you know, dial out all of those existing rules and that existing lore, have fun with it, know what you are, and, and just... Just, just go at it, and I think they did a great job uh, at doing that. So, did you guys have any 
negatives. I know, Nate, you kind of said that it didn't necessarily hit as well for you. It does go a bit back and forth and back and forth, if, as, if almost to justify there having to be five episodes. I mean, I just think sure. they stretch out what little story they have. over. This could have been five or six total episodes between part one and part two rather than needing a full 10 parts sure, to tell sure. the story yeah. they were telling. Yeah. But other than that, again, for what it is, I, I think they, they hit the nail on the head for what they were setting out to do here and what I was hoping to watch in a cartoon with this subject matter. And again, like, I, you know, one thing I want to try to just... Uh, also mention is, and again, it is so hard to talk about this it without is. spoiling It 100% anything. is. Uh, <laughs> but I, I do think there is a very specific, uh, you know, few moments in some of the final episodes where they sort of tell and they don't show. And for me, that always sort of, when you've got such rich characters, I want to see them experience some of the things. Mm -hmm. And so, there's literally moments where they're just like, uh, this character is doing something and this is happening and that happened. And it's like, why didn't I get to see that? Right. And I get it. You've only got five episodes. But to your point, Kevin, it felt like they stretched out a lot of things that didn't, that were unnecessarily stretched out when they could have maybe used that time to then give us those moments that were told, we were told about, but not shown. Mm. I, I absolutely agree. But just to go back to something you said about how difficult this is to talk about without spoilers, I think that's <laughs> yeah. a testament to this second half of the show that yes. a lot of things do happen that are like really cool that I would love to be talking with you guys about now. Like these moments they give certain characters, the, the behaviors, the actions, even the transformations of certain characters, the growth, whatever it is that you know are like a, an enjoyable viewing experience and so for that alone i think they, they did a really great job of of packing these five episodes at least with moments worth talking about yeah i who knows maybe we revisit this uh after it launches and uh we can have a conversation briefly about uh about all of that because it is it, i totally agree with you i think it is very very hard to talk about the pluses and minuses to this without really giving away anything. With that in mind, though, I, I do have a would you for you guys. Would you would you okay, like to get to that segment? It. Let's let's get to would you and then we'll wrap this sucker up. Would you recommend this movie or something to watch on TV? Would you recommend it to me, to me, to me? Would you? All right, so, you know, again, this is part two, but it doesn't necessarily mean that is the end of this. Would you like to go back to the Masters of the Universe after what has been established here with part one and part two? Because there's no other parts that have been announced that are following this. Would you guys want to want to see more? Uh, again, another difficult question to answer without giving anything away. But yeah, I, I think figured. you did say that it, it wrapped up some of the, the storylines and, and, and arcs that we had been getting over the first part. Um, and, and does bring sort of a satisfying conclusion to the story that, that we see over these 10 parts. But they also, like you said, leave the door open and almost present us with, with what could be the next adventure in this universe. And the way they do that, I would absolutely be on board to see what's next for these characters. Because after how big and grandiose everything gets especially towards the end of the, the 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 last two episodes it's like how could you get any bigger of a of an yeah. experience than this and i think what they hint at is like okay i don't know what's going on what that is but i would watch to find out you know yeah exactly exactly neat i think for me honestly 
you just you give me two names. You give me you give me Kevin Smith on board continuing with the series because I know a lot of the times writers and creators will sort of they'll they'll start it off and then they'll hand it over to someone else. And I'm I, I think there's more that he has that he can he can do. 100%. Um, I don't think it's one of those situations where it's like he needs to sort of uh, pass it off because we need fresh. You know, maybe a sure. season three would have a fresh voice, maybe a different writer. But a, a season two, I, I definitely want more Kevin Smith and honestly, more Bear McCreary because the music in this show is, is so incredible. <laughs> yeah. Like we were talking about Mondo vinyls. I'm like, I need this Mondo vinyl now. Like yeah. it is <laughs> so good. Um, and I, I constantly am refreshing the, the Mondo website to see if they have it because I, I cannot wait to uh, to pop that on a record player because, yeah, he does such a good job with just sort of creating and, and elevating I think this series and we talked oh, about yeah. that aspect from the voice actors elevating yep. the the material the music does the exact same thing yeah the music's almost better than it has any right to be <laughs> right. Uh, yes. I mean I went and tried to watch uh, Wheel of Time today and that's Amazon Prime's new big uh, supposed to be the next Foundation. Game of Thrones yeah. show yeah. you know and the music in it is so cheesy and so yeah. corny and I was just like this is Bush League they need to get Bear in here to make some epic, grandiose right. music to make you feel it, you know? Like, yeah, yeah so uh, A-plus for the music for sure. Yeah, I, I think I'm with you guys both. I, I would totally 100% want to see what else they can do with the Masters of the Universe series, uh, especially in this timeline. And I think you're absolutely right, Nate. If if Kevin Smith isn't involved, then I don't think I'll have as much of an interest. Because, again, I think that the success of this show, for me specifically, comes from his sensibility of being able to weave multiple characters rather than just, as you said, Kevin, focus on its iconic character but really understand the characters around him and i think he did that like that's that idea of of rounding up that world i just i'd like to see more of that and still have that skeletor he-man feud which is so you know uh integral to the masters of universe still be at the center of it but have more uh ground to play with with those other characters so yeah i would i would jump back in in a heartbeat yeah i think you you really uh, found the essence of why the show works, and it is the passion that Kevin Smith obviously has for this material. And I think maybe one of the things that has held him back in his career, I mean, obviously he's been very successful, he's got lots of fans, he's made some good, some bad movies, whatever, but he's never had a chance to actually work with an existing property that he grew up loving. And he's like the world's biggest fan of this sort of content. And so... Yeah. I think it just resonated through the screen, just how passionate he was, how seriously he took bringing this to life in his own vision. A hundred percent, man. It just leaps through the screen and into our souls. <laughs> but with that, uh, let's move into rating this. And, and, and I know that we didn't really kind of give a rating for part one. So if you want to throw a rating in for part one, feel free to do so. But today's rating is going to be out of five men of arms. Nate, let's start with you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, as I said, like, the the show continues to really push why these characters matter. And even outside of He-Man and, and, uh, and Skeletor, I think the, the visuals alone, you know, you're going to have a ton of giggle moments. As I said, you're going to be watching this just giggling and, and laughing away at just how, how cool it is. And there's so many moments where I'm just like, that is so freaking awesome um and and just really really beautifully animated um for a show that like honestly when you look at it 
originally just kind of looks very generic animation, but once you sort of spend some time with it, it, it really does uh, look fantastic. I think the show is continuously, you know, sort of changing the formula of what He-Man is and does. Um, but I think, again, as much as I still care about these characters, as much as I want to see where they go next, this part two for me, it, it did sort of make the rules feel a little bit like they didn't matter at times. It started to, you know, kind of go a little bit back and forth and in certain moments where I was just like, I don't know if they really needed to take that much time or if if that change was necessary. Um, so for me, you know, I, I would have given part one a, a 4.5. 4. Uh, for this one, I'm going to be giving part two a four out of five men at arms. Again, really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think, I think for me, um, I mean, if I was rating... The first half of, of part one of this, I would probably give that a 2.8 out of 5 with a lot of that score coming just from the last 30 seconds of the episode. And so I was so thrilled that they took those 30 seconds and turned it into a five-part epic where these characters are just bigger, better, doing more explosive action. Um, I think they do these really neat, subtle character moments with characters who you would never even think deserved screen time and then all of a sudden they're 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 growing and they're they're finding new ways to challenge what you think you know about this toy figure line turned TV show and so i think there were just enough of those moments and enough really cool bigger moments with some of your bigger more important characters that I was like thoroughly engaged going I don't know where this is going to go next and and it, I, I found myself surprised how engrossing I found it and so uh, hats off to them for bringing me back when when I didn't think I could be saved uh, I think they did a great job here in this second half I really enjoyed it and you know as we said in in uh, would you I would 100% be interested in seeing a, a second season of this so for that reason, I'm going to give this a 4.3 out of 5 men-at-arms. Yeah, well, like I said in my initial thoughts, like, you know, this was awesome. It concluded the arc of of characters that was established in, in part one and, and does leave the door open. You know, Kevin Smith, his love for the franchise is all over this series, uh, part one and two, as he really does give some of these side characters their moment to shine and really give them their focus to help us understand more of the world of Masters of Universe. And I think that, you know, that is so relevant and, and it just doesn't necessarily work now just to have your your He-Man versus Skeletor. So, you know, hats off to them for actually telling a story that is actually very compelling and, and, and very interesting. And, and again, really showcasing what the future of Masters of the Universe could, could be. Part one, I think I would probably be giving it a four out of five. But for this one, this one I, I absolutely loved because... It, it just continued from part one so well. And, and we find our characters in, in a similar place and they're still resolving those those obstacles that they need to. Uh, so I'm going to give it a 4.5 out of 5. Uh, masters or men, men you at up arms. Your own. You're messed yeah, up your own yeah, thing. I messed up my own. That's all right. That's all right. But, uh, you know, you guys said it like this is hard to talk about without spoilers. Um, because there is so much that does happen in this, these five episodes for part two. But you know what? If you want to hear more of what we have to say with spoilers, let us know at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. Or you can reach out to us on Twitter at geekcentricyt or hit us up on Instagram at wearegeekcentric. That is it for our quick fire review of Masters of the Universe 
part two. We hope you enjoyed our thoughts. If you did, feel free to leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, keep in mind that we have a variety of other content covering all the latest movies and TV shows, including our spoiler-free review for Netflix's latest series, Cowboy Bebop. We also have our Ghostbusters Afterlife spoiler discussion where we get into all the details about the movie. So if you've seen the movie, you can check that out. If you haven't, then don't listen to it until you have. Um, and also, we're going to pump some some new stuff that we got coming. Uh, we got a Watch Club preview hitting up uh, for Marvel Studios' Hawkeye. And later this week, we'll be starting our Watch Club series for Hawkeye with episode one and two expected to drop uh, starting November 24th. So if you're down to listen to us break it down like we always do, then be sure you're subscribed to the Geek Centric Podcast. But until then, peace. <laughs>